Hi, this is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Welcome to Executives on Executive Presence, a bonus episode of Executive Presence Morsels, the only daily podcast that shares bite-sized insights to help you generate more executive presence. Each episode will feature a new executive who will share a story about when executive presence made a difference and offer their unique perspective on how to get more of it. Unlike our normal episodes, these can run longer than our typical five to 10 minutes, but they are still focused on giving you the maximum benefit in the minimum amount of time. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to a special bonus episode of Executive Presence Morsels. This is Executives on Executive Presence. And today we have a very special guest, Giridhar Ekanini, CEO of Aiken Cloud, a staffing and recruiting software company based in the Boston metro area and with an office in India. Our uh, good friend and colleague, branding expert, John White, put us together. Welcome. Thank you. So Giridhar, really curious to hear from your perspective, you know, running your business, uh, having to deal with employees as, as well as vendors, you must have come into contact um, with a lot of different uh, executives and, and had to have executive presence yourself. Tell us a story about a time executive presence or the lack of it made all the difference. Sure. Uh, Joe, thanks. Uh, first of all, thank you for uh, having me on this uh, podcast. Uh, it's always a pleasure talking to you. And uh, John has been a real resource for us uh, in our social media strategy. Uh, so uh, this is, uh, I'm excited to, to be on the uh, podcast talking to you today. Uh, uh, just a little background. Uh, Akin Cloud is a platform that I envisioned back in 2002, while we are all into this uh, dot-com uh, bubble burst and coming out of it. My background is I used to own my own IT staffing company. Mm-hmm. And uh, because of the dot-com bubble, um, I lost uh, a lot of money for not having our teams coordinate between themselves. And as you can, uh, if you recollect uh, the, back in 2000 dot com you're supposed to find every single thing whatever you need on the web right mm-hmm. that's dot com right <laughs> they're buying a car <laughs> to all that which obviously logistics hasn't worked out and then we had the bubble burst the so same way i was looking for something to manage my it staffing business which uh, was being run using this point software solutions for either the sales team or the recruiting team either the HR team or uh, the back office team that does uh, invoicing payroll. So not not having these uh, teams coordinate with each other kind of created a situation where we had many customers, uh, the dot-com customers. Uh, I was in Connecticut at the time, and these are customers in New York, uh, 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 Manhattan, and uh, as you if you recollect the hype that they had (laughs) being uh, valued, uh, you know, so much and all the money they spend for their offices and all that stuff. But it created a situation for us where we had a lot of accounts receivable uh, month after month, and we ended up uh, losing all of them uh, finally. So uh, we we could, uh, upon analysis, 
after that situation, uh, we could have avoided the situation if all of our teams were coordinating together, mm-hmm. especially the front office recruiters, placing people, getting their commissions versus the back office people running payroll, being able to collect the accounts receivable. So which is true as a, uh, these days in the staffing industry, staffing and recruiting industry as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but obviously we have better tools, including platform like ours, Hack and Cloud, an all-in-one system that kind of uh, connects all of the teams providing specific modules like CRM or applicant tracking system or HRM or accounting timesheets, payroll, all of that together, uh, front to back, what we call uh, being in one platform and having an open API to be able to connect to specialty services like background checking or uh, skills testing or various other things. Uh, but uh, it, it was just the concept back at the time. And uh, the 2002, when I had to had these losses, made me go do some research specifically for the staffing and recruiting industry in the US, uh, uh, which is a few billion dollars uh, industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, gave me this opportunity. So with my background, I have master's in computer science. I have my undergrad is in computer hardware, but I'm also from a business family. I'm always into businesses. Uh, had me look into this uh, opportunity and it was tough to translate that uh, to a group of people that I put together to develop this platform back then because we are still in the early stages of uh, uh, internet, what we have right now, uh, but also logistically how it's going to all work and adoption of what it takes. Uh, of course, we don't have the dial-up AOLs anymore, <laughs> if you recollect. So the many, many things were different back then, but trying to envision, build, architect and build something that is going to be able to support us down 15, 20 years, which is now uh, our platform was really tough. And uh, uh, it it wasn't easy for me. Uh, So I would say uh, that there was lack of executive presence Mm -hmm. uh, at at that time from Mm -hmm. me, which Mm -hmm. I, which I learned. And um, we, I have to try it at least, uh, I think three times, third time is what we were able to do because what we wanted to do wasn't uh, literally possible with mm-hmm. what we had back then. Uh, even if you take the uh, uh, online uh, operating systems like, uh, you know, FreeBSD or Linux or, or any of these at that time, we didn't have AWS or Azure back then, right? So there were many technical challenges and for us to be able to do it right, uh, I was able to convince our teams to create bits and pieces now, but not having to do all of it together to make it work in a way that it's gonna be uh, supportive down the road uh, 10, 15 years, which is now was very difficult. So it was finally in 2006, uh, I remember it, this was in Las Vegas, uh, November 2006, at the Staffing World is when we finally were able to launch our first version of uh, our platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, so th- 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 that uh, you could say 
the first two iterations was a lack of executive presence but mm-hmm. i would say i learned my lessons and i was able to get the teams together and uh, get that new version out launched so that was uh, very exciting when we did that back in 2006 yeah so um kirdar it's really refreshing uh for me to hear someone talk about lack of executive presence and how can that can actually cause difficulties and of course you know we're here now and and your story um had a much happier ending along the way and it sounds like you really learned from that so um i want to proceed to our uh executive presence at bat with four quick hitting questions and the first one really dovetails into the story that you were talking about and and the challenge that challenges that you had so for our single um i'd like to ask what does executive presence mean to you right you you do talk about the lack of it what let's drill down a little bit deeper what does it really mean to you to 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 have executive presence well i think uh, as i said i learned my lessons how to use it what is the value of it why i need it and uh, why it is very critical uh, uh, for for, for uh, somebody like me uh, to motivate the troops and mm-hmm. uh get them achieve what we need uh but also it's very critical because as you grow you're going to build the layers between you uh and the groups that's going to be separated to focus on specific tasks mm-hmm. so for for me uh the challenge uh what i focus on now these days is how can the vps how can the group team leads how can uh at every layer how how can they be bought into the vision how can they understand the vision how can uh, they contribute to the vision how do we achieve the vision is uh, my goal uh, uh, that i always focus on uh, these days for example uh, i was in india last month for about 3 mm-hmm. weeks uh, because after almost 2 uh, years we had our uh, uh, indian engineering team come to the office and we opened up our office back in full uh, capacity mm-hmm. but uh, the, i i personally took the time uh, met with every single uh, resource there mm-hmm. uh, to wel- to welcome them because majority of them uh, some of them many of them are uh, new hires that we mm-hmm. had in the last few years we never met each other but uh, i take the time to invest in each and every employee at every level because they need to be able to what you may call executive presence but it is what i call that they need to be able to understand the vision uh, commit to the vision uh, you know uh, and be able to be part of the team uh, to be able to achieve that uh, vision so for me executive presence is having that uh, uh, level of confidence commitment uh, uh and being able to achieve it at every level yeah i i i really love that explanation and and you use the word vision um quite a few times and that really resonates with me because you know as a as a leader whether you're leading the entire company or whether it's the team or you know as an individual leading a project it's it's really the executive presence people feel that you know where things are supposed to go right like if you don't have a vision a, a direction of where things are supposed to go you don't know where you're going so how is anyone going to follow you right okay great well so that's that's the 
the the the good part, and 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 that's really helpful to understand um, your sort of uh, unique understanding of executive presence. Um, let's go a little bit. Let's go to the double, which is a bit of the negative. What could go wrong? <laughs> doesn't have to be your example, but what could go wrong when a leader doesn't have executive presence? What what is the downside that that you've observed either either in your organization or elsewhere? Well, in general, I would say everything. <laughs> the, the, the word leader itself uh, means uh, leadership, right? Um, yeah. I mean, in, an, in another way, uh, a synonym, you would say for an executive presence. So the leadership is very critical. And uh, if, uh, if a leader cannot articulate the vision for mm-hmm. the troops, to understand and mm-hmm. march behind the leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, the leader is going to be a vanguard for all his troops, but uh, it, it's like, it's not you believing the vision. If you believe the vision, you only win the war. If mm-hmm. you if your troops believe the vision, you're gonna win the world, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's the difference. So uh, in, in regarding to what went wrong with the executive presence in my, uh, uh, in our uh, company history is uh, we launched our uh, platform in November 2006 at the staffing world and everything was great. We had great adoption. We, we, uh, we tripled our st- uh, employees. We took mm-hmm. a big office. Uh, we took, uh, I mean, we, we were uh, in our basement until then mm. in Nashua, New Hampshire, or just outside Boston. And you can imagine the winter. Yeah. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> winter it was. So this was in February 2007. Uh-huh. We were able to move into a real uh, office and we were able to hire salespeople and we were growing fast. And then it was, I would say, July 2008 to June 2009. It was the toughest times we ever had that we literally shrink down to five people in our office and have to do all that. Uh, but a good thing, we always continue to invest in our platform. Uh-huh. So in 2010, we started rebounding back and we had uh, our VP of sales uh, uh, has a good uh, background experience. And obviously, you know, uh, you trust people and you do that. But we, we continue to have issues uh, in closing our sales. Mm-hmm. And, 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 the, and the reason being is, uh, one, uh, our platform is being presented to solve or to address uh, the problems of yesterday. And they were not being presented as the platform for tomorrow. Mm. You know, you know, today is only good for today. It's always mm-hmm. tomorrow. Yeah. So, and, the, and, and, and it was uh, really critical for us to present ourselves as the platform of tomorrow because in the downturn 08, 09, invested in uh, foreseeing what the market's going to be changing like right now, how it changed after, pre, after COVID. Mm-hmm. So it was the same thing, the business requirements, business processes, how people conduct business. Uh, those uh, uh, business processes, especially being efficient, mm-hmm. they all changed and not everybody adapted right out of the recession. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. But when you are presenting your platform to the people that are still not aware of what's coming, uh, you need to be able to make them realize and present your platform to be for tomorrow, not for yesterday. Mm-hmm. So that's where our uh, uh, sales executive team failed to do that. And we have clearly seen the result of it is not being uh, uh, able to get the traction we need. And Mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately, we are being put in the same bucket as the legacy systems that were available in the market. Uh, You know, so that that, uh, was a lesson learned uh, that really went the wrong way. Uh, So uh, I I unfortunately have to make some hard decisions and uh, tough decisions and uh, change the uh, sales leadership uh, at the time but uh, that that that's that's a great example where things went wrong yeah. uh, not having that executive presence uh, by the senior uh, leadership yeah 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 that's uh, yeah that's a great example so uh, let me ask you for our triple um, with all this great experience you've had um, you know running your business uh, and all your prior experience, What's one tip you could share with the audience about how they might improve their executive presence right now, right? Well, what could they start doing today to, to improve their executive presence? Well, uh, the number one thing is you need to believe in your vision. So, mm. I mean, everybody comes with an idea, right? Uh, mm. The news, But also it's like nine of the 10 startups fail. You have to think why. Why, why do the nine fail? Is because you, you need to validate your vision. Mm-hmm. You need to be able to uh, make sure it is something that's achievable in a way that can be viable. Mm-hmm. You know, we, 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 we put man on the moon, but how much did we spend, right? <laughs> now, we, we stopped uh, doing that and we kind of privatized that so we are trying to encourage in a way that it's going to be more affordable, the space right. travel, right? Yeah, the space travel was always affordable, provided you spend what you spend uh, <laughs> uh, to put the man on the moon, we did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but if my vision is that, if, uh, if uh, Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk had this vision 20 years back, how practical was it? Right. Right. So I learned that because of the technical challenges we had when we started in 2002. Mm-hmm. If I, if we, if we have, if we, I have to redo my platform, our platform now, it's going to be a whole different thing because we have so many tools and all that stuff. So you need to validate your vision, mm-hmm. and once you validate your vision in various aspects, and obviously once you do that, you're going to feel super confident, mm-hmm. and once you do that, that's the number one thing. And number two, you need to be articulated well enough. You need to have uh, good communication to articulate it to the teams that you're going to work with, either your executive team or the teams underneath that, whoever it is, throughout the entire uh, team members. You need to be able to articulate it and uh, uh, you need to make them understand uh, so the, you need to be able to come in, have that communication skills. And yeah. the, the other thing is, I would say, when you do that, 
it's not everybody takes it the same way but it's very critical because for them to understand the way you want them to understand it's mm-hmm. very critical for you to listen to them mm-hmm. you know? so well, you know okay go ahead i was just going to say i i i love sort of it's kind of like what i'm hearing from you it's it's sort of like a one two right like like there's two parts the the first which is the pre work which is to validate your vision and make sure it makes sense and and that you yeah. can truly believe in it it's not just a wish or a dream but it, it can become a reality and the second part is and once you have that being able to communicate that clearly and i think some people i think a lot of people actually are really good at one or the other right they they have right. a great vision but they can't explain it to anyone like even people in their industry or they're really good at communicating but they have no idea what it is they're really trying to do so you can just talk about a lot of stuff but it doesn't really lead anywhere but if you have that kind of one two combination that you talked about i feel it's it's much more powerful right it's just like me the first two times i failed right mhm mhm yeah absolutely so you need to have both unfortunately Excellent. not like a one answer it's two <laughs> Excellent. I love it. I love it. Um so we'll go for our home run now. Uh Giridhar, how can our listeners connect with you or find out more about you and your business? Sure. Uh we uh, they can uh, simply go to our website akken a k k e n cloud c l o u d .com. Uh mm-hmm. that's our uh, main uh, platform uh, website. Mm-hmm. but they can always connect with me on linkedin facebook or uh, uh, uh i don't use much of the twitter but uh, i have an account there as well okay great well it's been a real pleasure speaking to you and i and i will thank our 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 good mutual friend john for bringing us together and i learned a lot and thank you for sharing so openly about uh the challenges you had earlier uh in your business sometimes i find that uh more uh informative than just someone talking about how great everything went so so thank you kirdar for being our guest on executives on executive presence thanks for having me when you need meal time inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over $600 each week you can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply Thanks for listening. Join us next time for another tasty executive presence morsel.